that may sound like preacher talk. So let's see how we can have overflowing joy in or in spite of our trials. Notice first that the Bible does not say, count it all happiness. The reason is that happiness is largely driven by circumstances. It depends on what happens. If your happenings happen to be good, you'll be happy. You get a raise on the job, and you're happy. But get a pink slip, and you're sad. In other words, happiness is basically a feeling. It is located in our emotions and subject to all their fluctuations. Our emotions cause us to react, not to think. That's why we jump in fear when the monster appears out of nowhere in a horror movie. When we do that, we are reacting to a complete fantasy that we know isn't true. But it still has the power to scare us, because emotions don't stop to take into account whether what we are seeing is true or make-believe. Our feelings respond to the information fed to them, whether it is true or not. This is not the joy that's available to us when we run into a trial. Adding it up The word for consider in James 1-2 is a mathematical term. It means to add things up, to take an accounting of your situation. James wants you to add up the reasons for your trials the growth and blessing that God wants to bring from them, and come up with all joy as the correct answer. James is talking about divine mathematics here, because trials seldom add up or make sense if you look at them solely from the human perspective. Our first response is usually something along the lines of, why is this happening to me, and why now? What did I do to deserve this? You may not have done anything in particular to bring on the trial. James is not talking about those problems we create for ourselves by our sin and poor choices. James 1 verses 13 through 15 deals with these. We know that from the word encounter, verse 2. That means something you run into, not something you bring down on your own head. We will encounter trials just by being alive. They are inescapable. If your house is like mine, you get mail addressed to occupant. You don't have to be anybody or do anything to get a letter like this. It just finds you because you happen to be living in your house. I'm not suggesting that the trials God sends or allows are random. Just the opposite, in fact. What I'm saying is that all we have to do to be candidates for trials is to occupy space on this planet. Jesus told his disciples, In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. John sixteen thirty three. This will be on the test. Trials are unavoidable, but that doesn't mean they have to be unprofitable. When God tests you, it's time to learn another lesson so you can move to the next spiritual level. Like a good teacher, God tests us to prepare us for the next grade in life. You probably remember being tested in school to see if you were ready to advance to the next grade. The bad news was that you had to take the test. But the good news was that when you passed it, you demonstrated that you were ready for the next level. Of course, once you got to the next grade, you also encountered a new level of testing, but that was part of the process. God has the same purpose of growth and advancement in mind for us when He tests us. 
You can count it all joy that God takes the time to test you, because it means God is calling you to move on. He wants to see you succeed so you will grow. We often complain that our trials are too hard for us, but think about it. Aren't you glad you aren't still struggling with the same temptations and obstacles you faced as a new believer, if that is truly the case? I sincerely hope that, if you have been a Christian for some time, you have made enough spiritual progress that you can look back and say, Oh, yes, I used to really wrestle with that issue, but I've learned some valuable lessons that have made that problem seem to fade away. Now, don't misunderstand. I'm not talking about being perfect, but about growing toward maturity. Can you imagine anything sadder than a 40-year-old man who is still fighting the temptation to steal change from his daddy's dresser or swipe a cookie from his mama's jar? But this is exactly where a lot of Christians are in their lives.